You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh boy, it's Friday. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Here's a positive. We woke up today. Ooh, low bar. That's positive. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Didn't Pitbull say every day above ground is a good one? Believe that. D- did he? I, yeah, I think he said that. I don't know. We're going to have to fact check that. I Believe that. I can't confirm he did say that. Yeah, oh, thank okay, you. Good. Thank right you, good. It's true. Excellent. Every day above ground is a good one. Believe that. Um, Believe that. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like something he would say. Um, do you remember how I uh, how I wanted to have a Flames losing song? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't today be the day for that? I guess. <laughs> like... No, like, why is there ever? I, Flames Radio. I don't like the idea of having a Flames losing song. I'll just say it. If we're gonna do it, that's fine. But okay. I don't love the idea. Patrick. Yeah, it feels just like you're just kicking the. You it know, feels like rubbing salt in the wound. You're kicking the dead body a little bit, a bit much. Stop. So. He's already dead. Yeah, but I don't know. If the listeners want it. I'm. We can definitely play with it. Feels like it might get hurt a lot. <laughs> um. GVP, your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm a fan of just stewing and negativity, but yes, um, it, it, yeah, if it's if it's something the, like the fans want know to do. what's happening with the group, I don't think they need a song to attach to them. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're just gonna hate this song. It, okay, but I that's don't know. fair. Listen, I'm an ideas guy. Okay. Sometimes ideas hit, sometimes they don't. It's fine. All right. It's not that they don't hit. I'm saying, like, not that it's a bad idea. I just like I'm not sure if it's our job to cheer everyone out, cheer everyone up. But it's, I don't also don't think it's our job to remind everyone of what happened mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. But it's also our job not to hide hide from the truth. It's true. It's true. Right. You know, yes. True. When we're such big time, you know, journalists with so much journalistic integrity, like That's we are, categorically false. But it is. Yes. It totally is. <laughs> But you know you can't you can't sugarcoat anything. There's a difference between sugarcoating and and dancing in the sh- sorrows of others. Hmm. Unless it's the Oilers, then it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff, going to join us at seven thirty. Uh, it is uh, the day after a Flames game, so that means uh, Brent Cron, Calgary Sporting Legend, is going to join us in the eight o'clock hour in studio. Mm-hmm. To uh, break down whatever that was last night, mm-hmm. I told uh, I told Maddie um, right before the show, it was hard to pay attention to that game last mm-hmm. night. It was mm-hmm. so boring, and there was nothing going on. Like watching that game last night, I'm like, you know, when you have, I don't know, I, I've never been in more the thousand yard stare. That's what it was last night. Just you know what? Actually, it was more like this. I was watching the Flames game like your dog would watch TV last night. Just staring at the screen. Like, you don't know what the hell's Seeing happening. the pictures, watching the colors go by. Yeah. Flashing lights and such. Yeah, that's what it was watching that game last night. Because it was no good. It was a very, quote, low event hockey game last night. Well, the thing is, like, even though the Flames were not very good... The Blues were not that good either. They were not doing a whole lot offensively. Like Jacob Markstrom had to make three or four tough saves. He was great last night. night. He was solid again. I had no problem with his game, but it's not like he was overly busy. You know, the Flames had like 14 shots through 40 minutes of play. It was just the whole thing. And, you know, Ryan Huska ripped the effort from the team after. There was a whole bunch of things that came up from the players throughout the course of it. 
Um, obviously, that was the the most booze we had heard all season as the team left the ice in the third period and, and even some at the end of the second there. Um, and appropriately so. Players acknowledged it. Players understood it. Yep. But I don't know. I had a couple people texting me yesterday. I literally, I have no idea where you go from here. First off, I'd be very hesitant to sign anybody right now. Yeah. But I don't know where you go as far as the on the ice product as well. Where does it get? And again, I know it's eight games into the season. Mm-hmm. And we've been just beating the drum, beating the dead horse about how important the start to the season is. Mm-hmm. And they've fallen flat on their face through eight games of the regular season here. And this team looks like last year's edition of the team, just worse. It does. Like, at least Tyler Toffoli would score a couple goals here and there. Like, mix in a goal or two. But, like, even the effort is out there. Or is it just, like, not a... It doesn't look like the effort is there. Is it just a fact that it's just a lack of talent and they're just not good enough? That could be it. But, honestly, like, it's eight games in. It's getting to a point where the Kadri and Huberto situations... It's almost getting to a point where it's just untenable. Like, at what point does Nazem Kadri go, I got to get out of here. I got to get traded. What does that mean? What do you mean? What does that mean? Say, I want to get traded. Who's taking him? I don't know what you have to do. I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do either. He's got a no move clause and he's paid $7 million and you're not eating half of that for the rest of now until forever because that's what they signed him for. Because that's exactly what I mean when I say, I don't know what happens on the ice here. You have two players that are worth $17.5 million that have combined for, what, all four or five points this season? Five points, and they're a combined minus 19. Oh, God. They can't, minus 19! They can't seem to play with anybody else. They don't have any sort of semblance of chemistry, cohesiveness, whatever you want to call it. Mackenzie Weger used the word disconnected. Last night, and I completely agree. I think this is an extremely disconnected team. Like, but I thought I they're having the more fun at the rink. Daryl's gone. That's irrelevant to their play. It's not irrelevant. The team was more competitive with Daryl Sutter behind the bench so far than it was than it has been this season. That's just you can you can say it isn't, but it's it's the case. I know they lost seven games in a row the after their great start okay, last season. Okay, and everybody can say this. The situation with Daryl Sutter had gotten untenable. I, I understand. So what is the point in bringing this up? No, I understand. I'm just saying the team played better under him last season than they have so far through eight games this season. I am just stating a fact. And I don't think that it's necessarily because one coach and the other coach. I'm I just, just think that- stating a fact that the guys in this dressing room didn't want that guy to be the head coach anymore, which mm-hmm. is fair. Yes. So you would think that would equate to good results on the ice, but it hasn't. And it's worse than it was last season. And your goaltending is actually significantly better mm-hmm. than it was last season. Like, there's no question. There's one guy on this team who can, you know, just say, hey, it ain't me. Jacob Markstrom. I've liked the captain a lot this year, too, but yeah. He's been okay. He's been okay. I don't know what more you can really expect from him. Right. They were their best line yesterday, and they might have been the best line on the in the game. Sure. He's been right. Okay. I But the best player on the team so far has been Jacob Markstrom. Yes. I don't think there's any question about that. So they're getting the necessary saves. It's just they're generating zero offensively. And you know what the thing is, too, when I watched this team, especially last night, and I wrote it down in my notes, they're doing hope plays. They just hope it works out. Like they're just throwing stuff blindly to the net and just hope it goes in or something. Like you can't win in today's game just doing hope plays. Like that's what this team is doing right now. The one thing that we had all hoped to see this year going into the season, and I know I used hope there, which is kind of fun, but was that this team would try to do more offensively, more mm. creative, more movement just do more offensively have a little bit more freedom yeah and that freedom has not amounted to anything this team cannot score they couldn't score last year they've made some changes but 
They can't get out of their own zone a lot of the times. I find that the wingers make incredibly soft plays trying to get the puck out of their own end. It doesn't matter which ones they are, but across the board, left side is way worse than the right side. Um, Once you get into the neutral zone, all their passes are getting picked off. Everything is predictable. Every single play they make seems predictable. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why this team just feels like you watch any other game on the slate and you're like, how is every pass getting picked off that the Flames try and make in the neutral zone? Every single one. Mm -hmm. And they can't get any speed, so they can't attack on the rush. They have, like Ryan Husk said, no work ethic. So you're not going to win off the cycle. How are you creating? How are you making offense? I don't know. I don't know what their solution is. I, I get that uh, some of the youth um, is banged up in Pelche and Rajiska, but really. But even what, what was no, the no, expectation? But that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you want to talk about, they, they can skate at least. But again, what, what were you expecting out of those two guys? That's fine. Right. But you can tell times it's, it's, it's desperate times call for desperate measures last night when Kadri was playing with Lindholm and Huberto last night. Well, until if he that started is, the game. Yeah. And... Well, and again, like, uh, uh, good luck to you, sir or madam, watching the game, trying to keep track of who's playing with who, with whom. Like, it's impossible. The only line that's been pretty much together is Backlund and Coleman, and then, like, you know, insert whoever you want there. But other than that, like, can you keep track of who's playing with who? It's impossible. Well, I, I can keep track of it, but at the same time. It I... doesn't last long. I'm. I don't know where I come down on this because I ha- I see a lot of people saying you have to set some lines and let them kind of work through things together. But there has. But usually when you shuffle lines up, you get some sort of a spark. There is something that catches. There is one partnership that you say, "Oh, look what we found here." Yeah. And like I've talked about, there is nobody who seems to play well with Nazem Kadri, and there's nobody who seems to play well with Jonathan Huberdeau. Yeah. And I. I, I can't explain it. Like, it's it's getting to the point where the, the backhand pass that Kadri made that led to the first goal, mm-hmm. just, a, just a terrible play. Just a blind pass that, that usually, you know, and guys make those moves in, uh, on the power play a lot. But yeah, just, but they make the read on the defender first. Right. And they just try a and lazy, behind-the-back, blind pass The defender hadn't even off. engaged him yet. Yeah. And he... Terrible. Uh, Sunquist, uh, and then sets up the breakaway. Um, can't blame Markstrom on that one. Clear cut breakaway, pretty much from center ice. <laughs> Especially that, like Coronado that, hung out to dry. Tough save. Um, at least I saw some energy from Coronado last night. I thought he tried to put the puck on the net, but again, it's just this lifeless lack of scoring and offense on this team is just, it's shocking to watch. Like we, like fans are worried about, you know, oh, they need to strip things down and rebuild. And we were talking about how this team, you know, is too good to tank. Are we sure about that? Oh, I was thinking about that before yesterday's game. Uh, are After we sure the Rangers about that? game, I was thinking about like that. Like the way this team is currently constructed. And if you end up dealing Lindholm, maybe this team is a lottery team. The way it is right now. Like, I find a hard time finding 10 wins to get them to the end of November. That November slate is disgusting for what the Flames have to play. Well, what is it? Uh, they, I know they have a three-stretch where they play uh, Colorado, uh, Dallas, and Vegas in a three-straight Ooh, game boy. stretch. That's going to be tough. Like, well, that sounds like a road trip, too. It is a road trip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they start the month off with Dallas. Tough roadie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, where we got there? Uh, um, home to Dallas, into Seattle, home to Nashville. Then they do an Eastern roadie into Toronto, into Ottawa, into Montreal, home to Vancouver, home to the Islanders, into Seattle, into Nashville, into Dallas, into Colorado, home to Vegas, home to Dallas. Oh boy, that's your Ooh, November. That was a tough end. Oof. U.S. Thanksgiving though, right? Am I right? Yeah, you play. See where the team's at. Yeah, they'll have been out east once already. Uh, again, for the second time out to uh, Eastern Canada. It's a tough slate, man. They, 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 that game on Sunday is so big for so many reasons. Uh, like they're talking like like the Oilers, man, are, are just as are just in much hurt as the Flames are. Maybe worse, but right. Holy crap! It's not. Oh, no, good l- listen. Right I now. know what's going on in Edmonton is just terrible right now, 
and they clearly miss McDavid. Copper bust. Copper at bust. least that wasn't the slogan here. Yeah. The worst but at thing least, they ever said. But at least they can score, right? Once things get right. Not last night. No. Jonathan Quick made it look like old Jonathan Today Quick. Today is not the day, but yeah. <laughs> but, right. But they, they, they can score. Yeah, McDavid once, will come back in a week or so, or maybe score. Sunday, and they'll be scoring right. again. It's the opposite problems with both these teams. Yeah. Um, that team can't defend and doesn't get saves. Yep. Yeah. This um, team it's tough. gets saves and can defend and can't if put you the actually, in If you combined the if problems you combined of the teams, teams now you got a pretty good in team. In the words of, George, if the words <laughs> of um, uh, Frank Costanza, now you got a team. If you put the Flames like, defense and goaltending like with back, the Oilers scoring, now you got a team. In World War II when they combined the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers, it became yeah. the Steagles. One oh. of my favorite <laughs> tweets yesterday came from Troy Gillard, who is the play-by-play voice of the Love Red Troy. Deer Rebels. He said, ah, I'm getting booze and surround sound today. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that. Um, I'm seeing a lot of, of uh, stuff on uh, Lindholm, too. They need more from that guy, too, because I know the oh, two lightning rods are... Um, Huberto and Kadri, and they should be. But for a guy who's heading into a contract year, I actually like Lindholm when I watch him. I just think he's struggling to... I just think this is a guy who needs line mates around him. Like we've talked about, he's not someone who necessarily drives a line himself as far as offense creation. He can put the puck in the net. He defends really well. I actually haven't had much of a problem with Elias Lindholm. The offense hasn't been there, but he historically has not been someone who has scored unless he's been someone who's been on a line with someone else that can help him create offense. Mm-hmm. A Johnny Gaudreau. What but, people uh, thought Jonathan Huberdeau was going to be. Right. That's that, that was what you would think. I said Lindholm could score 50 goals after they traded for Jonathan Huberdeau. Too bad my foot's so big. I can't fit I, this darn thing in my mouth. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of negativity this morning, even though it is a Friday. Mm. Um, the, it uh, is. The, the Stamps are playing their fu- regular season finale. down. Yeah. At, Look at you. Yeah, they da- sure are. Yeah. Down at uh, the stadium, McMahon. Cavs uh, go for a CPL title. That's tomorrow. what I mean. The Cavs go for a CPL title tomorrow. And almost swept all the awards yesterday. Which I'll be watching. I'm gonna really? Wa- I'm going to watch the yes. game tomorrow, Patrick. Come down to the ship. Maybe I will. Ooh, leave my house? I'm just getting over an illness. That's so, fair. like, that's the only problem. I know. I'm a little leery about uh-uh, people. I'm going to be the Wranglers home opener tomorrow. That's a positive. That's a good team. You and I get to spend three hours together driving to Edmonton on Sunday morning. Yeah. I don't know where I'd put that one left or right call them, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. It's true. because <laughs> yeah, It's a fact. We're doing yeah, a show yeah. from... On Sunday, we're on the air We I, four. I forgot to tell you when you got in, I got a couple lines and a couple interesting guests. I might have to get to our boy, Patrick. Oh, you saucy minx, you. There's a whole bunch of big wigs and hobnobbers coming into uh, Edmonton for this show that we're going to try and fandangle for oh, the Oh, that would be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this uh, Heritage Classic on Sunday is turning out to be a... Uh... Three wins between them. Yeah. Not what we expected, I think, heading into the game. Have you interviewed the commish before? Uh, yes. Yeah. But well, we might I get imagine. the commish. He's going to be up there. Mm. Old Gare? G Betts? Yeah. Gare Bear? I would love to interview the commish. Mm-hmm. We can hit him with some hard-hitting stuff. I, sure. Like, can we figure out puck line technology, please? <laughs> What's wrong with the Flames offense? Yeah, so Gary, um, <laughs> who do you think really should be playing with Huberto? Yeah. Hey, Gare. No, I, I, like puck line technology. Give me some, because they're, they're clearly, I'm, I'd imagine like somebody in the NHL is like, we got to figure this out. Yeah, like here's the thing. I think this does come down to different arenas and people probably wanting to spend money, if we're being honest. Like it's known that different arenas use different, well, not different tech, but Given that ice surfaces and the the posts they put in the poles, they are different in different buildings. So depending on which building you're playing in, nets will come off of the moors easier. And it's just little things like this that I think are all different. And to standardize it, it sounds like it would take, like I don't know, a little bit of work. And I don't know if that's up their alley. You know what the best thing he's ever done for the game? Is them shoveling during TV timeouts (laughs) to keep the ice good. Oh, yeah. Was that that was his thing? idea. That yeah. was a Gary thing. Yeah. 
Because I remember watching games as a kid. Like, there used to be so much snow built oh, on the corners, yeah. Especially the goalies used to put, like, piles of They'd snow on, on the purpose. posts. Yeah, so they yeah. couldn't wrap the puck around. Well, that's the thing yeah. with Devin Levi right now, right? Because the netminder in Buffalo likes to go down and do a little meditation in between the commercial breaks. He yep. goes and sits between the hash marks, and people are saying, eh, you're stopping the snowplow people from, like, they just go around mm. him. He doesn't move for him. Mm-hmm. So it just means that there's extra snow huh. where mm. he was sitting right in the slot. But it's something that he has done, like, for his mental side of the game since, like, he was a teenager. Mm. Hmm. There's a little, little nugget for you. Um, we got lots to discuss about this Flames team today. Mm. They lose 3 nothing to the Blues, who aren't world beaters themselves. Let's... No, no, no. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But at least they have a cup championship in recent memory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the Blues, yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. You're yeah. sad about the Blues? Go watch YouTube with Ryan yeah. O'Reilly lifting the cup. Like, <laughs> oh, no, Alex I mean, Petrangelo being incredible. Like, no, watch, just go watch that. Worst one. team in the league fans. on January 1st. Watch Brett yeah. Hall. That's what you should watch. Yeah. I think I got your number. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah, he likes the sauce. Um, <laughs> he sure does. Uh, Good what do for you, him. Um, 7 o'clock hour. Um, it's been a while since he's been on the program. It's been a while. But uh, oh. I think Melancholy Malcolm is going to make an appearance. Oh. Hey. I like that more than a Flames losing song. I'll say that for free. Yeah, I think Melancholy Malcolm. I think he was scouring social media last night. <laughs> I think he's got some uh, Flames tweets to read. I think we'll do that in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, What do you got? What do you got coming up in the Rose Report? Oh, we got to look at the NHL schedule. Uh, the World Series gets going tonight, guys. The NFL got underway. We'll dive into all that. Plus, it's Florida Friday. Okay. Um, Flames lose. Not playing until Sunday. Brent Gron's coming in studio. We'll talk to Frank Saravalli. Yeah, how about and, Shane Pinto? Yeah, well, well, yeah, there's that situation. Oh, we didn't even touch on that. <laughs> Yeah, um, makes makes the Senators' decision a little easier. Yeah, I mean, this is probably why they weren't signing them. Uh, wait till the uh, wait till the cap feel but, a little more cap relief. But now they this is a terrible situation for them. They have to sign him to get the suspension going, right? Exactly. Yeah, they have to sign him to get the suspension going. But they're already cap strapped team, so they're not going to sign a player that you can't put on IR and hide his money. Mm-hmm. So he essentially has to sign for basically like a league min, min, miss half the season, and then play like the rest of it at league min and then do this over again or not. You know what? Plus there's the Connor Brown situation up in Edmonton. Like like some stuff that's not going on around the NHL. Let's, uh, we'll talk to Frank about the Pinto situation. He'll know. Like he'll, he can, he'll decipher that all of us for us. Cause I'm not sure if that's completely correct about the Pinto stuff. With that, he has to sign a contract. Like that, his suspension. suspension doesn't start until he has a contract. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. He's not under contract. He's not so a player. He can't serve a suspension. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, he we'll wouldn't be it playing out. in the game, so he's not suspended for them. Yeah. So we'll we'll ask Frank uh, about that coming up straight ahead, uh, straight ahead at seven thirty. We'll hear from Melancholy Malcolm, Brent Cron in studio. We'll break down. Uh, oof. That Flames game last night. You have some interesting audio to play post game, at least. Mm-hmm. We some... can almost like at seven o'clock go through some more of the audio because I'm not going to have time to get through all of it. Okay, but there's a couple of clips I have from Zadorov and Coach Huska. Um, but Uyghur was good yesterday. Lindholm was exasperated. Right. Like, there's a lot of good stuff. All right, there. we'll play that at seven. We'll hear from Melancholy Malcolm. We'll talk to Frank Brent Cron in studio. Hey, it's Friday at least. And uh, the the Cavs have a chance to win a championship tomorrow. Yeah, they do. That's positive. And the and the Stamps are playing a meaningless game because they're getting ready for the playoffs. Yes, sir. That's a positive. Yep. 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 And uh, yeah, it's a big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan. Oh, hi there. It's Friday. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sportsnet nine sixty. The fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the top of the hour, um, we'll do some Flames post-game from yesterday. Lots of interesting comments. I think, I think Melancholy Malcolm might make his triumphant return to the big show. Who's Melancholy Malcolm, you ask, if you're new to the program? Number one, welcome. Number two, uh, he's our, um, he, 
He likes sadness. Yeah, he's like a succubus. He um, lives off it. He lives on. Uh, he he exists to read sad tweets from angry fans. And I think we might hear from him coming up in the seven o'clock hour. Hey, before we get into this, I just want to say happy twenty seventh birthday to Rasmus Anderson. Wow, he's got a lot of free time to celebrate his birthday. Yeah, nice. Real, you think a li- you, you think Patrick Liney sent him like a an e birthday card or something? I don't think so. maybe a fruit basket, a gift card. Maybe an edible arrangement. It's Leon Dreisaitl's 28th birthday today, oh. too. He's doing really good with O'Connor McDavid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Second best player in the world. Checks notes. Okay. All right. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> he didn't score yesterday. What no. are you talking about? It's a little struggling oh, since uh, old 97's not there. All right, let's do the Rose Report. It's mm. brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Good morning, friends. Welcome aboard. Welcome to your weekend. It gets underway today. Feel free to mail it in at work the rest of the day. I'm giving you uh, full permission, seeing as the Flames kind of did yesterday. Hmm. Flames and Blues, Bills and Buccaneers, World Series starts tonight. So much awesome. Let's get after it. Start with your Calgary Flames. Just want to apologize to our fans. Playing like shit right now, so it's tough to watch. That's the one thing with Calgarians. I think they're pretty honest with you right away, so um, they'll let you know right away. And, I mean, that's not what we want to hear, definitely. Yeah, that was uh, yesterday... After the game, Nikita Zadorov, they did take on the Blues. Uh, we'll get to why he said that. Jacob Markstrom was between the pipes. We saw the lines get changed up for the game, but they were changed up all throughout the course of the game, so it feels like we don't really need to go through them. Once again, if you do want to see them, just go hit up Steinberg's Twitter. Didn't mind the start for Red. Backland line with Coleman and Manjapani, the stars of the frame, but they could not score. Did have probably the best rush chance in the period. Then the Flames drew a power play. Great news. Weger back in with it. Under a minute remaining in the fall, Kmider. Here's Kadri, trying to give it to Coronado, but that pass is intercepted by Sunfist, who springs Captain in. He's got a break. He shoots and scores. Kasperi Kapitan walks in all alone and snaps the puck over the outstretched glove of Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, it's an awful turnover. Puts no. Coronado in a bad spot. Sunfist gets the breakaway. He beats Markstrom for a 1-0 lead. That came moments after Brenton Melissa, a couple of Flames fans, got engaged oh, during the commercial hey, break. Congratulations. Yeah, incredible. Is there anything worse than an arena engagement? Uh, my better half oh, would sorry. say no. Oh, okay. Uh, she has told me many a times. Every time she sees it on TV, she makes sure to tell me, if you ever do that, I will say no in front wow. of everybody. Wow. Yeah. Did she of... say yes? She did say yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So They congr- must love the flames. Though. Congrats to Brent and Melissa. They look like they did. They both had jerseys like, on. You think Brent and Melissa weren't just completely, you know, just... It was such a wretched turnover by Kadri. Do you think that turnover even dampered their spirits just a little bit? Like, listen, Watching that guy just float the puck behind blindly and then giving up a shorthanded breakaway that, that made the Blues go up one nothing. You think that that rained on Brent and Melissa's parade at all? I'm just hoping. You that- think they were banging their head? Go. How does a guy only have one assist in eight games and he's a minus ten? You think that rained on their parade last night? Probably not. <laughs> I, I guess not. No, no. I just hope their marriage is better than the Flames. You think Brent and Melissa actually kept track of who the hell was playing with who last night? Because it was nearly impossible. I don't know. I don't know where. No, probably not. Okay. St. Louis did score another goal off a lengthy shift in the Calgary zone. Puck uh. back to the point. Nick Letty's shot goes through traffic and past Markstrom. We have seen this a few times that teams have scored on the Flames like this. Um,. Move it around the outside, shot through traffic, squeaks through Markstrom, Flames trail 2-0 after 20 minutes of play. Um, That was a tough period to watch, uh, the first period. Because second period was worse. Like, there's one thing that I think has been a positive so far this Flame season is they have started on time. Like, there's been a lot of games where they come out of the gates and they played well, especially at home. Last night was not one of those instances. Nope. It was a very sleepy start. You were in the barn last night. 
Mm-hmm. How was the atmosphere there in the first period? Not good. Wasn't good the entire game. I think people are pretty aware of what's going on right now. Crowd wasn't great. I don't know. There's a lot of frustration with this group. What right about now. when Greer fought Bartu- uh, Bertuzzo? Was there any? There was some. That was easily the loudest that the building was the entire okay. night. And I really like that play by Greer, actually. Because as soon as Bort- Bortuzzo invited a scrap by going after Sharon Govich when you really didn't need to. Like, it was right after the whistle. Settle down, Bortuzzo. Yeah. And Greer just said, okay, I have an opportunity here to try and fire up my team. Let me try and do it. And I thought he did everything that he could. It's exactly what I want to see from AJ Greer. Oh, did, did you mention the Solovyov NHL debut? Oh, yeah. Solo had a solo lap. Yeah. Played on a third pair with Chris Tanev. He's Actually, a, was fine. He was fine. I liked him. He was yeah. fine. He's a big guy. He, I think he can his be family a, was there. Definitely can be a third pair NHLer. Great That's timing. Definitely was super late I in see, Belarus. See that in his future. Yeah. Second period, Flames were dangerous on a Chris Tanev rush, but that shouldn't be how a team runs its offense. Tanev also got smoked by Sammy Blay down behind the net. Uh, Markstrom great again. Third period, more of the same. Lines in a blender. Everything being switched up, but they're just constantly looking for something to click. They end up giving an empty net goal. They fall 3-0 and have now lost four games in a row. This is a collective one. So, you know, the, the games we've dropped before, there's been turnovers have been a challenge for us for sure. Um, you haven't questioned work ethic. Tonight, that's a different story. So that that's not acceptable. You know, mistakes are going to happen in the game of hockey, but what cannot happen is um, having um, an effort like we saw tonight. So that's, that's just should never happen. Next game is Sunday for the Heritage Classic. He, the guy's eight games into his tenure as head coach of the Flames, and he sounds beaten down already. Mm-hmm. Eight games in. You know, have you ever watched Hell's Kitchen? <laughs> sure. No, have. no, sorry. Kitchen Nightmares. Yep. Where Gordon Ramsay, you know, mm. he go. It's the same story, right? He goes to a restaurant and like there's rotten food everywhere. It's it's bar rescue. I'm more of a bar rescue. Okay, but but yeah. but, 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 but here's the premise. Have, if you've never seen the show, he goes. Gordon Ramsay shows up to random restaurants in the United States and rescues them because here, here's what usually happens. There's an issue with the owners and the managers. Yep. There's some family owning the restaurant. There's 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 issues with the family that isn't helping the business. Um, the decor usually sucks. It's usually filthy. And they're just trying to sell old rotten food. But my favorite part is when Gordon Ramsay goes, It's rotten! And he gets all crazy because he sees rotten food. Don't you kind of, didn't you kind of look at the flames last night in that way? Just watching that team on the ice going, It's rotten! That's kind of what I saw last night. And even watching that game, did you, as a Flames fan watching that game last night, did you even have an ounce of joy watching that game last night? Was there anything to be excited about last night watching that game? Was there one moment where you're like, oh, it put a smile on your face instead of watching it like a sad pants? This team's not even bringing you joy right now. I, I'm sure it would be. I don't think that's. Yeah, no, it's the most frustrating stretch we've seen. Where are you finding joy? That's what I mean. If they beat the Oilers on Sunday, I guess that would be joyous. Mm-hmm. Battle of Alberta in Edmonton, although the Flames are the home team, which is weird. Um, that would be great, but it's tough right now. And uh, Melancholy Malcolm's going to revel in it coming up at 7 o'clock. Other action last night. Oilers and Rangers up to QE2. Their last game before Sunday's Heritage Classic as well. Flames supporters. Not big fans of old Adam Fox. But yesterday, perhaps, I don't even know, a favor? Panarin, right wing circle. Puts in deep. Back out for Trocek. Now to the far side. Shot. Score! The Rangers take a 1-0 lead. Adam Fox on the power play. Yep, Fox scores on the power play. Braden Schneider and Alexi Lafreniere both tally later in the second. The Oilers shut out 3-0. Both the Oilers and the Flames shut out on the same day for just the fourth time in NHL history. It's the first time since 2014. And, of course, it comes before they get get set to face each other in the Heritage Classic. 
It's tough times in Alberta right now for the NHL teams. Leafs and Stars game tied at one in the second game. Winner from Big D came late in the second period. There's a chance. Marner scoops it up, finds it, and makes exact change. 153 remaining in the second. Leafs, go ahead. <laughs> All right. It was a nice goal for Mitch Marner. It's the second of the season. Perfect change. Tyler Bertuzzi, power play goal as well. JT had an empty net of the Leafs, beat the Stars 4-1. to one. Make it three straight wins for your Toronto Maple Leafs. Here comes Joe Wall. Oh, look out. Uh, I, I'm Goalie not, controversy's I, over. I am not yeah. going to lie to you. Hmm. I was uh, I was watching a uh, show last night, mm-hmm. sports talk show. I'm not going to mention it. But uh, they were talking about Joe Wall, and I, and I S you not. Somebody brought... <laughs> Somebody brought up the comparable. Oh no, of Carey Price. Oh, oh good. are you good? Yeah, I almost fell off my couch. Why? Well, it is time. You know, he has made like what three straight wins in a row. That's about time when someone I, starts going, "Hey, he's like not, a lot like Carey Price." I'm not bleeping with you. I heard Carey Price's name. <laughs> this is his favorite player growing up too. Mm. Favorite goalie to watch. Listen, when I watch Joseph Wall. I think of Carey Price right away. Yeah, I just I just googled Joe Wall Carey Price, and there's a, there's some news articles. There's okay. not a lot of people that I watch and go, that looks like Carey Price. Yeah, but there's a lot of comparisons we get. Hmm. <sighs> Canadians and Blue Jackets. Sean Monahan, third goal of the season, comes hey. on the power play, tied the game in the third period. This one needed overtime. Suzuki drops it off for Caulfield in the high slot. Now he takes a shot and scores. Well, it turned out they gave him too much room there. And Montreal had never led in this game until it counted, I guess you'd say. <laughs> that's that's the Blue Jackets I, I, call, believe it or not. <laughs> I would say. Well, it turned out they gave him too much room there. Yeah, probably don't want to do that with Cole Caulfield. Yeah, who is that guy? we got to get him on the show. <laughs> oh, we've had him on before. That is, uh, oh, man, what is his name? I have a whole oh. bunch of his calls I guess the here. Is it Jeff, uh, Jeff Reimer? No. No, no, no. no. He's the TV voice. He did okay. the Panthers oh, the radio guy. too. Um, yeah, no, Jeff uh, Reimer has been the voice. He was the voice of the Panthers for years and Bob years. Bob McElligot. Okay. There you go. You don't know Jack. That's right. Bob McGilligan. McElligot. 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 Good golly, it's Ollie. Yeah, he's a beauty. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Taking it to the max. Max Domi. Yeah, I got a few of these. <laughs> I also like Pepsi Max. Sugar free. Yeah, I got one more. He'll fire it down the net, and that's in for the score. The yeah. score. Give me a cut and a curl. Sean Corrali. Ah. Oh. Give me a cut and a curl. Mm. Oh, as in like hair, like yeah. a haircut. Well, it turned out they gave him too much room there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Back-to-back OT winners for the Habs. Uh, by or for Caulfield. Yeah, for the Habs. Game, Game breaker. breaker. Oh, <laughs> Jinx, you'll be a coach. Whoa, whoa, that was crazy. That was crazy. My goodness. That was fun. Yeah. I hope that brought a smile to your face. Jets and Red Wings in Detroit. Red Wings been out, uh, been great out of the gate. Yesterday, though, a bit of a stumble. But a big old steal of puck. Morrissey back out in front and a quick shot. They score! Kyle Connor off that steal by Morrissey. Morrissey out in front. Connor wasted no time. And it's two quickies for Winnipeg. And they lead it 2 nothing. Michigan. Score! The Michigan boys showed up in Michigan. Yeah, squeaky voice team. Kyle Connor, fifth of the season. Off hey to guys. a great start. Jets would take a 4-2-1 win. Paul Edmonds with the call on power. 97 on Winnipeg. Score! Score! Hey, you think Love they it. play ACDC on power 97? And probably, like, dude. <laughs> certainly yeah, do. They do dude. they play any fog hat? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Any BTO? Oh, BTO, guess who? Yeah. Winnipeg Staples. Damn right they fog do. Fog hat. What a pull. Slow What's ride. Slow ride. Slow ride. English band that wanted to have a U.S. sounding style. Mm, really? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Ah, oh, Guitar Hero. Okay. <laughs> Thank they, you. Yeah, there was on Thank you, GDP. Senators well were... That <laughs> <laughs> was well done. The Senators were in action yesterday on the island. The Islanders scored two in the first period. Then the Senators scored two in the second. Then the game winner came... In the third period. Target as we go end to end. And now it's Horvat over the Ottawa line. Three on two to Barzell. Drop pass. Dobson shoots. He scores! Noah blasted home! 
Is that the uh, university yeah. radio station? Hofstra. Hofstra Radio. It's on Hofstra. Yeah. I thought it I, is. I thought yeah. I like Noah Dobson. My goodness. Yeah. I love Noah Dobson. <laughs> Noah Dobson, the game winner, second of the year. Islanders 3-2 win over your Senators. Had a couple of undefeated teams in action yesterday. Hey, wait. Oh, what? Are the Islanders like the Eastern version of the Flames where they can just score a little more? Uh, I don't even know if they can score a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Well, clearly they can this season. Uh, they have. But, but you like, see where uh, I'm going with this. Yeah, Very no, similar? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Mind you, Matt Barzell. They got Barzell, four cops in a row, too. Matt Barzell would be the best player on the Flames. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Bo Horvat might be the best player on the Flames. Close to it. Nah, I don't know about nah, that. I don't know about you that. You take Bo Horvat. Take Barzell would take a lot. Best player on the Flames? Best offensive player on the Flames, for yep. sure. Right. Yeah, had a couple undefeated teams in action yesterday. No Canadians here, so we'll just do a couple of games. Avalanche visiting the Penguins. One of the Penguins' new arrivals showing out against Colorado. And no, it was not the most recent fraudulent Norris winner. Mm. Ben, more circle. Raquel dusts it off, tries a pass, gets blocked, and Smith, he scores! Riley Smith sets the tone. They didn't catch it on the power play, but it's Smith with the snipe. Yep, two goals for the former Vegas Knight. Riley Smith goals three and four on the year as the Penguins shut out the Avalanche 4 nothing. That's the first loss of the season for Colorado. Out east. Yeah, I bet the Avs last night like a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is easy tonight. Out Pittsburgh east, stinks. Out like, east, nope. the, the Bruins were also previously undefeated, uh, but they lost to a worse team. Leo Carlson moving in. McTavish shoots. Goal! Yeah, get used to that. How about this? Oh, boy. Down 3-1, and they win the game 4-3 in OT. <laughs> okay. This color guy cut him off there. Down 3-1, and they win the game 4-3 in OT. Mason McTavish with the winner. Set up by Leo Carlson, who had a couple of points, including the primary there. 4-3, your final. Uh, the Ducks and Boston, their first loss of the year. The Jack Edwards call on the TV side was... Oh, really? This is hilarious. Just Jack Edwards. Just no. have that Bruins collapse. Can you try and find it yeah, in the we'll next like, 10 seconds? See uh, if we can get it? Immediately. Uh, won't be that quick. Well, here, I can do a couple of things. Try and buy you a little time. Today's slate, six games, a little bit more busy than a typical Friday. It starts at 4 o'clock. You got the Golden Knights hosting Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. Mm. At 5, the Hurricanes take on the Sharks. That one out in Carolina. Sabres and Devils go at 5. That'll be on Sportsnet 1. Wild visit the Capitals. Then at uh, 8 o'clock. Kings and Coyotes, as well as the Blues and Canucks. You can watch the Blues and the Canucks on Sportsnet 1. Also yesterday, Shane Pinto suspended 41 games for the NA- from the NHL for something betting-related. Hmm. What no. that is, we don't really know, but he's going to be suspended 41 games. We're going to ask Frank Cervalli about this a little yeah. bit later on. Didn't say what he was betting on or if he was betting on well, NHL games. Well, apparently it wasn't NHL. Yeah. It wasn't NHL. It wasn't games. NHL. No. Uh, like there could honest, have been a third party involved in that yeah. the betting company that he was using alerted the NHL saying, hey, sh- this yeah, guy's like, doing this. Yeah, we, like, this is something we got to ask Frank about because honestly, like if he's not betting on hockey, like I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, like, like <laughs> he's he, not betting on the NHL. Like, what's the big deal? Like if he's not betting on hockey in general, yeah. the thing is, like, like, if like, he put some cheddar down on some NFL games, like. Is that really that big of a deal? I'm pretty sure that in the NHL rule book, you are allowed to bet on other sports, which implies that this was something that was not directly betting on hockey, but was mm. related to something involved. Like, this is a big well, suspension. Yeah, and the investigation apparently went on for a while. It started back in the summer. The senators yeah. were alerted right before training camp. Yeah, so... Yeah. We'll ask Frank about it a little bit later on in the show. You got that audio, Pat? I couldn't find it. All right, too bad. We'll move on. Yeah. Thursday night football, find it yourself. Thursday night football last night, Buccaneers and Bills from Buffalo. Bills were out 17-10 after the first half. Really only that close because the Buccaneers picked off Josh Allen to set themselves up in the red zone, scoring a touchdown late in the second quarter. That tied the game, but then Allen led them down the field, threw a TD to Dalton Kincaid that made it 17-10. And then they extended their lead in the second half. Davis comes over to the right side. Murray the lone setback. Allen under center. And now Hardy in motion. Allen back to pass. Blitz coming. Fires to the end zone. Wide open to Gabe Davis. The touchdown 
Baker. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah, all right. Sure. Uh, 24-10 after that. The Buccaneers got one more touchdown, got the two-point convert as well. That made it 24-18, and that is your final score as the Bucks hit the backdoor cover. Also hit yep. the under. Uh, I believe it was 43 when yeah. the game did begin. Yeah. Um, Bills win again. Buccaneers don't. Wa- watching the Bills, too, just offensively. It was. They could have. They, they dominated the Bucs. They, they did. dominated. Yeah, and, they, and they're doing a great job of just getting to yeah. the, the, the quarterback. Baker was under siege yeah, he was. that whole night. But the Bills offense, again, just questionable play calling. Down low, and they were able to run the football too. Yeah. Run the football a little more. They're trying to force feed Stephon Diggs. Kincaid was great last night. Kind of a few big catches. They need Gabe Davis you, to be that you, number you two. You told receiver. us about Dalton Kincaid yesterday. I did. Good for you. And uh, Mike Evans had his uh, a giant play negated because of a holding penalty. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't. We wouldn't went over his prop. Oh, yeah. That's a bad beat, George. It sure is. All right. Uh, week 8 slate. What do we got? Rams, Cowboys, Vikings, Packers, Falcons, Titans, Saints, Colts, Patriots, Dolphins. That's an interesting one. Jake is Steelers. It? Jalen Ramsey could be playing. Jalen Ramsey is oh, expected wow. to make his debut, so that makes it a little bit more interesting. It's interesting because like watching the Dolphins at home and watch them just turn on the Jets <laughs> is a lot of fun. Eagles and Commanders, Texans and Panthers. That's your opening slate. Brown Seahawks kicks off the afternoon. Chiefs and Broncos also in there. Ravens, Cardinals, Bengals, 49ers. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Your Sunday night are Bears and Chargers. No buys this week. Raiders at Lions for Monday night football. Stampeders depth chart came out yesterday ahead of their game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Fan appreciation night. Tons of giveaways. Also, they're doing a group picture after the game. Aww. Oh, isn't that nice? Every fan can go down on the field after the game for a big fan group shot, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, Patty's going to be there. Yeah, I'll be there. You're going to go down for the group shot? Maybe. Just, Maybe. Just, just say yes. Maybe just, yeah, I'll well, be down there. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. That's, yeah, yeah. that's totally in Patrick's wheelhouse. Yeah, totally. Being around a bunch of strangers and standing around. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> right up Patty's alley. Yeah. Seven o'clock totally, start means totally him for the standings. Calgary's <laughs> resting five players. Kadeem Carey, Reggie Bagleton, I'm going to be there shaking Dozier. everyone's hand because I like to do that too. <laughs> Touching, shaking yeah, hands. Kiss, shaking a lot of hands. Kissing strangers on the mouth. Yeah. Oh, be, yeah. Cam Judge, Brad Muhammad. Uh, they're all a little bit banged up, so they're recovering. World Series starts tonight. Hey. Diamondbacks and Rangers from Arlington, Texas. First pitch shortly after six. Zach Gallen going to get the ball for Zona. And a connected team is a dangerous team. We are dangerous. Yeah, they are. Nathan Avaldi will go for the Rangers. Rangers manager Bruce Bochy. He just wants everyone to have a good time. I mean, this is what you dream about. You know, this is... It's what you train for. It's what you sacrifice. It's what you play for. To have the ability to play on the biggest stage in baseball. And you have to savor it. Be honored by it. It doesn't happen a lot. It's it's not easy to get here. So enjoy it. And so that's what I try to take away from it. I love his voice. I love Bruce Bochy. It sounds so nice. Especially coming from such a giant head. Could he narrate a movie? Yeah, he, well, that's like what I was God. thinking. Like, come on, give me a... Is this Sam Elliott? Give me a Is GM, that Sam Elliott? Give me a big truck ad. <laughs> yeah. Also, if I had to define this World Series, it would be Woody from Toy, Toy Story. You know, snakes in the sheriff's boots, rangers. Hey, the Woody from Sto- Toy Story series. <laughs> uh, GVP? <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I was thinking crickets without no, 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 Woody? no, <laughs> NBA continues. Raptors and Bulls tonight at six o'clock. Bulls had a players-only meeting after their first game. Flames should have a players-only meeting. Also, uh, they play Saturday against the 76ers at 5.30. That'll be on Sportsnet 1. Anything else? Catch your eye yesterday, boy. Maybe Dame time in Milwaukee for yeah, the first time. time. Hit that yeah. big shot yesterday. Uh, uh, record uh, record most points in a Bucks debut for a player. Yeah. Um, I was more paying attention to the Suns and Lakers. Saw that big, game, too. Big comeback from the Lakers in the fourth. Anthony Davis. He was fine. LeBron yep. defended the hell out of him there in the postgame interview. And, and I like how they're trying to uh, limit LeBron's minutes. Yeah, no, And he's like, no, I'm, no, just, no. I'm just, hey, Darwin, I'm just going to play. Like, let, let I'm go. good that, here. That, <laughs> that, clip my, of, that clip of him being like, you guys know I can play the point, right? Yeah. And they're like, like the best. I'm yeah. sorry, Bron. And one thing that I think is such a joy for the entire NBA season <laughs> is anytime there's a heat game and you see Jimmy Butler's photo, 
Oh, where he has the hair there. over yeah, his face. It's just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Art. Yeah. Cavalry shot at the chip Saturday in Hamilton. Yes, Tee this one up for us, Patty. Yeah, man. Uh, four o'clock. Four o'clock start out at Hamilton, Tim Hortons Field. No CPL team has ever, if they've hosted the final, they've never won the actual thing. Uh, Cavs got they got they won their first playoff game last week at home uh, in their history. This is a good group. It's the best team all year for a reason. They almost swept the awards yesterday. Dan Klomp, Player of the Year. Ali Moosey, Players Player of the Year. Tommy Wilden Jr., Manager of the Year. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, yeah. Respect on it. Best dressed yeah. manager in the league. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's a handsome fellow. Also, Klomp won Defender of the Year as well. So it, it's just you know just don't panic. And it's going to be a packed house there out in Hort, uh, out of Hortons Field there for Forge. But I'm excited. Hopefully, we bring home uh, the North Star Cup. New trophy looking great, too. It's a nice, finally, cup. You know, you can lift it up. It's got ribbons on it? Uh, it's going to. Hopefully, it's going to have ribbons on okay. it, I hope. Is that a big thing? Soccer trophies have ribbons uh, on them? The well, Premier League a big trophy, cup, they, they put ribbons on They it. attach the cu- team's colors oh, to the okay. trophies. Yeah. So, yeah. Not yeah. just, like, ribbons Not like you random, put on, though. like, a bike. No, no, it'd be like red and <laughs> no. red and white. Or well, I, th- I thought you meant like tassels, like off the handle or something. Like just booby tassels? No, I said off the oh. bike. Well, fringe. Wait, wait. Why'd you have to? Okay. Well, that's the first thing I thought of when you said tassels. <laughs> Wranglers home opener Saturday at 1 o'clock. They host the Colorado Eagles. They also play against them on Sunday. Junior hockey, Hitmans and Hurricanes tonight. They also host the Rebels tomorrow and the Thunderbirds Sunday. As for the AJ, the Okotoks Oilers host Lloyd Minster tonight and Drayton Valley Sunday. Calgary Canucks host Sherwood Park Saturday and Drayton Valley Sunday. Florida Friday, we love to check in on our lawless neighbors to the southeastern tip of the U.S. every Friday because the sheer number of preposterous headlines that come out of that lovely state. And I am pleased to report they're absolutely leaning into it. The Florida Man Games are coming to Florida. What? 16 teams of five players will inc- will compete in the games in February. And they're, you know, typical challenges that you would have in Florida. Can you guess one? What do you think one of the events would be down in Florida? Gator wrestling? I'm probably on the list. I don't have the full list, but that's a good guess. I like that. You got uh, one, Patty? Bobbing for pig's feet. Bobbing for pig's feet. Gross. Um, Maybe. Um... Yes, dodging your parole officer. Oh, that's a good one. How about evading an arrest obstacle course? Lawnmower racing. (laughs) Um, Ignoring um, alimony payments. Oh, that's a good one. Child support. How much meth can you smoke in a five minute span? Oh, boy. Uh, Beer belly wrestling. There's a category five cash grab. Which is one of those cash things with Category 5 wins, oh like a hurricane. God, a funny. cat five. We got yeah. Hurricane Andrew yeah. up in here. Yeah, right? Weaponized pool noodle mud duel. Ooh. That in the Florida Weaponized. Man Coliseum. There's gotta be yeah. mud. There's gotta be mud involved. Yeah, there's gotta be. Uh they got nitro and ice from American Gladiator as referees. Oh, right. So <laughs> so you know that you can use PEDs. Uh they'll go down February twenty fourth down in Florida. Get your oh, tickets it's now. Be televised. <laughs> oh my god. Be. I would watch that. The Ocho. Yeah. And good Perfect night and good luck to you, sir. Uh trivia stuff, Maddie. Uh, the Rose Report is brought to you by Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Straight ahead, uh, more post-game audio from that Flames loss last night. Uh, Flames lose woof, 3 nothing to the uh, St. Louis Blues. And I think Melancholy Malcolm might make an appearance coming up in the 7 o'clock hour here. Mm. Also, uh, Frank Cervalli, NHL Daily Faceoff at 7.30. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.